This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim listening area getting some international attention. <laughs> Burlington, Ontario. Let me guess, good attention? <laughs> I, I find it entertaining, uh, but I'm not one of the neighbors involved in this dispute. You may have seen this story on CHCH television. They did a report on the uh, dildo-covered raccoon house <laughs> a couple days ago. Uh, so, neighbors in Burlington, there was a tree overhanging a yard. It always starts with the branches from a tree coming yeah. into someone's yard. Typical. Tree was dead. Uh, one couple wanted the neighbor to, to cut the tree down, said they were going to help him pay for it. There was some sort of dispute. Bylaw officer was called, and the neighbor with the tree in their yard uh, had to pay to get the, the tree removed partially, so there was still a big stump. So what mm. they did to get revenge was they installed a raccoon house, kind of like a dog house, on the top of the, the tree stump, and they painted it bright pink and covered it with various sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an eyesore. Yeah. Uh, a number of chimneys coming <laughs> off of that house. <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, it would have been annoying enough to just have a raccoon house there to attract the raccoons. Yeah. But plus all the sex toys, and they're all various sizes, too. I saw a picture in the Hamilton Spectator, and it's hilarious looking. One's rainbow colored, you know, one's blue, one's purple. The weird thing is the upset neighbors who didn't put the display up took a picture with their heads right beside it. Look at it. And they're like, okay, stand beside the sex toy raccoon house and don't smile. This will be on record forever now. Look angry about it. Yeah, why? Like, I, I want to know, did you go and buy all those sex toys to put them on the raccoon house, or did you already have them? I see a little wear and tear. These look like previously enjoyed... It is a real smorgasbord of, of sex toys up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so this raccoon house, sex toy covered raccoon house in Burlington, Ontario, uh, got the uh, attention of Jimmy Kimmel's show. Kimmel is off filling in guest host Anthony Anderson from the show Blackish had this to say last night on the program. I'd like to take a quick moment to recognize some creativity that happened north of the border in Canada. Because I think this might be history's funniest way to mess with your neighbors. Burlington resident Linda Lee says her morning routine has been disrupted by a display that cannot be missed from her kitchen window. The raccoon house sitting at the corner of their backyard is decorated with various sex toys stuck to its roof. It was put there by their neighbor after a dispute over a tree. The Lee say that the display has negatively impacted their family and social lives, putting a damper on a recent birthday party they hosted for Linda's mom's 91st birthday. Go grab yourself a butt plug. <laughs> in the uh, in the CHCH news story, there's a a picture of the entire family in the backyard. Like cornhole is is out on the grass. They, they got the uh, lawn chairs there, all sitting around in a circle with 91 year old grandma <laughs> and the dildo raccoon house. <laughs> Just stands out like a yeah. like a sore thumb or a sore something else in the background there. Why can't I find my glasses? You don't need them, Grandma. <laughs> I looked at the, I looked up. I look. I found out if they were used or or, or uh, new. 
the neighbors admitted that though that they bought them from China, so they are new at, l- okay. at the very least. Right. Yeah. And apparently, during that party they had in the backyard, somebody ripped the raccoon house down, so it has been. Uh, damaged and torn down. No, no shock there. Yeah, the owners of the house say it wasn't us. There was a lot of twenty-year-olds uh, at the party who were drinking, and we couldn't control what they were doing. <laughs> but. <laughs> that thing is going to go back up and reinforce twice as sturdy. You know, <laughs> all the raccoons in the neighborhood are smiling. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Best of Taz and Jim. Podcast. I'm starting to think I should encourage my kids to become social media influencers. Oh boy, why? Well, it seems like the easiest way to make money in this world. <laughs> if you ask any kid, that is their career plan, it seems to be these days. It, it appears to be easy. Oh my God. The, uh, the cash me outside girl. Oh boy. From Dr. Phil. You remember this? This was a viral thing. What? Like. Eight years ago? Yeah, it was a while Seven, ago. Seven, eight years ago? This may, yeah, what, this was ten years ago, maybe. What do you think is going to happen when you happen to steal somebody's car that decides that they're going to drop a hammer on you and prosecute you to the full extent of the law? Then I do my time in jail. Jail ain't nothing. That's what I always do, and they never catch me. Ain't nobody going to catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Yup. And all these hoes laughing like something funny. She's talking about the audience. <laughs> Thank you, translator. Did you say the the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. <laughs> so the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? Catch her outside means she'll go outside and do oh what she has God. to do. This is mouth. Oh, do so you, you want to take this outside? Because I think they can bring cameras outside. Really? Because I think I flipped you. You want to do it again? Danny, don't get all tough. Please don't. This is not the place hey, and this is not the time. Sit down. Sit down. All right, Danny. Sit down. Flip me now. Come flip me now. So that's Catch Me Outside Girl when she was uh, 13 years old. She joined OnlyFans the yeah. day she turned 18. Oh, God. I know. It sounds so gross. And she's apparently made $50 million. Uh, yeah, I think that was when... I didn't know she just turned 18, but I remember when she joined, it was like a, a record-breaking, you know, effort. So, she, yeah, she was making a ton of money. She goes by Bad Barbie. People were uh, were doubting that she was making the money that she claimed, and she posted her earnings statement from her OnlyFans account. And if it's true, this, this uh, screen capture, she made $53 million Shut gross. Shut up! And after giving OnlyFans their cut, she cleared about $43 million, most likely before taxes. That is, I mean, I'm just going to quit my job and leave. <laughs> Why? <laughs> $53 million. I hate to say it, I don't want to be rude, but like, there's a million women on OnlyFans. This woman is not only annoying as hell, she's not, I don't find her yeah. particularly attractive. I do not understand how she could make that much money. What is it about her? That, well, she's bad. She's a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> that people. She is bad with an H. She goes by Bahad Barbie. 
I mean, I can bad baby, that. bad baby, or bad Barbie, bad behaby, b h a d b h a b i e, bad baby. I can see if she made that much money out of merchandising, and that stupid phrase "cash me outside" was still a thing. It's still people still say it. Cash me outside. So she, like I can see if she made like that much money off T-shirts and mugs, but uh, off of OnlyFans, I just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Guys, what are we doing? <laughs> Why turn the Save car some around? Money. Start a TFSA. If you are on your way to work right now, turn the car around, go home, and sign up for OnlyFans. <laughs> Retire in five years. Done. The world is not fair. Uh, she's got. There's got to be something that happens in the next five or six years to this girl, like a fall from grace of some sort. Yeah, karma's got to come back around. She was already in rehab, mm. which I thought would be the end, but uh, I think now she's on the other side. Yeah, is she really happy? <laughs> I think so. That's the only thing that is getting me through this story. <laughs> she's got to be unhappy. I mean, I, I, you, you may be right, but boy. When she was on Dr. Phil, I thought her life was going in a completely different direction. $53 million she's made. Uh, the best of Taz and Jim. Weezer, uh, a new single, was released this week. Exciting. Right. The song is called A Little Bit of Love. Not sure if you heard it. Let's play a little sample of it here. You must like this with your Irish heritage. <laughs> sure. Nice and upbeat. Sounds like spring. Rebirth. Okay, so one of our listeners heard this new Weezer song, and he instantly sent us a message. His name is Mark Durbridge. He's on the line with us. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good. You think you've heard the new Weezer song before? Yeah. Uh, Sitting there in the shower with my wife, and it's like, this is Glass Tiger. Hold on. Did you just say you were having a shower with your wife? Yes. Do you, you listen sitting in the shower with your wife? Do you, li- do you listen to our show while showering with your wife? That's kind of hot. <laughs> it's tradition. Are you in the shower right now? Oh. <laughs> what are you wearing, Mark? <laughs> Nothing but suds. So Glass Tiger, you made the connection between the new Weezer song and Glass Tiger. You sent us a couple links to Glass T- Tiger songs, and I have done a little mashup here. So the start of that song you think sounds like the Glass Tiger uh, tune, My Song. Let's listen to a little comparison here. That's Weezer. Glass Tiger. Okay. Similar. One's a harmonica, one's a penny whistle. I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah, I hear the similarity there. But that's not where it stops in your eyes, right, Mark? No. Okay. The other comparison is the Glass Tiger song, 
my town. the Weezer song for comparisons? <laughs> I'm not hearing it, guys. A little bit of love goes a pretty long way. Oh my god. That's pretty close. Usually when we do mashups, you gotta speed one song up, slow the other one down, change the pitch or something. But there's I had a tough time hearing the edits, and I'm the one who edited that. Holding on to the rabbit's feet. Bring the wind to It's an homage. Sure. You know, you know, Weezer, they did the thing with Toto's Africa, and then they got into the covers, and uh, Van Weezer, they got into a, a Van... Halen phase, and uh, maybe they're still stuck in the 80s and they love the Glass Tiger now. A little bit of love goes a pretty long way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm no lawyer, yeah. but somebody may have a case here. Let Alan Frew know he may <laughs> want to contact the law firm today. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. How far can you take? a car before it's time to pack her in and get a new one. Mm-hmm. The article was about a guy uh, in Ontario whose Toyota Sienna, I believe, which is like an old van. I think it was a 2000 Toyota Sienna, how he's got uh, over 900,000 kilometers on it and it's still going strong. So they would go to uh, Florida every year. That was one of the reasons why it has so much uh, kilometers on it. But, you know, they w- replaced all the parts on it, got a regular oil change, took care of it, and it's got them at least 900,000 kilometers so far. He said that's the key, the maintenance. Yeah. Like, follow the maintenance schedule that the dealer gives you. He When he, when it's time for an oil change, he gets an oil change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, don't go to the scrapyard and get, like, rip-off parts. Get the actual ones from the company or from the dealership, get the new parts. It's worth it in the long run. Depends how long you want to keep the vehicle for. If you want to keep it for one more year, <laughs> scrapyard, awesome idea. You know what I mean? Like, I got to go get a front headlight assembly for my car. Should have done it two years ago. Yeah, still? I've been driving around with my brights on for two years, <laughs> and I have less than 200,000 kilometers on my car. <laughs> Good luck getting to uh, a million with that, Jim. I, I would love to get to 400,000. I would absolutely love. Sure. But it's a 2010. Imagine how satisfying it would be, because the odometer would reset once you get to a million. Wouldn't it go back to zero? Oh, yeah, and then you sell it like a brand new car. Yeah, you sell it. It's got four kilometers on it. Here, you want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> Found it in my grand. Grandma's a barn. So what are Taz and Jim listeners saying? What's the furthest that uh, that they've driven a vehicle? No, Longest nothing, they've driven a vehicle. I would say close to a million, but we have Patrick O'Keefe who says, my dad put 650K on his old 96 Infinity 
Uh, gave it to my brother, and he wrecked it a few months later. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, Haas says, I put over a million on a 97 Safari van. I got a letter from GM wanting the numbers and maintenance record of my van, and all I got was a stinking T-shirt. So I don't know if the dealership would have, would have you know, <laughs> reported to the higher-ups that they got this so van with over a million. So said we didn't get anything near a million. That's over I made a million. A mistake. I thought we didn't have one, but yeah, over a million. And you know those Safari vans, those big boxy oh, mofos? Yeah. Mrs. Boyd had one of those. My buddy Tommy Boyd, his mom would pick us up from parties in the safari oh, van yeah. in high school. Unbelievable. It was like half a cargo van almost. It was so big. The amount of gas you would have spent in that for a million kilometers. Okay, here's another one that's close to 900, or sorry, close to a million. It's 925,000K, but it's on a 2012 Mac, like a Mac truck. So they're designed to be on the road constantly right. all day. So that's not that out of the ordinary. Chantel says uh, over 700Ks. 100,000 Ks on my 2000 Toyota Camry. A lot of Toyotas here. A 97 Toyota uh, Celica that had over 500 K on it before the engine block cracked. Uh, my dad pulled over to take this picture. 1.8 million on his 07 Volvo transport truck. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And uh, another one. I had a few friends with this same car, the diesel Jetta 2000 Jetta. Yeah, the Volkswagens uh, are great. Yeah, yeah, six hundred thirty-five thousand K, uh, still running great. He still got it. Six hundred thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two-year-old car. Well, you know, my car uh, recently caught fire. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen. Well, yeah, the the brake seized on it. It didn't catch fire. I thought it caught fire, but the brake had seized and smoke was coming out. Just rolling coal. And and I had a, a bunch of people like, oh, time for a new car. But I I've only got a hundred thousand kilometers on my car. Mm-hmm. Like, this is inspiring to me. There's no way I'm getting rid of it now. Yeah, yeah. I think there's different ways of driving a car. Because we, like, our commute's, what, 10, 15 minutes into work every morning? Yeah. You'll never get to a million. You have to drive an hour to work a day to get these type of numbers. You know what I mean? You would never you would never get to a million kilometers the way you, you drive. Just Old watch man. me. <laughs> Just watch me. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I know you're planning the wedding. You and Sarah getting married next uh, next summer. Yep. Uh, here's a suggestion for you. Okay. Why don't you secretly put marijuana in the food without telling your guests? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like fun? I can't think of a worse idea. Here is a 911 call from a guest at a... A wedding in Longwood, Florida, a couple weeks back. I feel weird. I, 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 I feel like there's some kind of drugs in me or something, and I don't know what's happening. Do you know what you took or what you ate? I, I ate the food that was here, and I feel like I need some kind of medical attention, please. What a party. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Dance floor's bumping. You, you don't think that's a good idea? It's the worst idea. Anybody who has smoked or ate marijuana more than once, how do you not know that this is the worst idea ever? Nobody likes to be tricked into becoming stoned, I don't think. Unless they're a seasoned stoner. Yeah. That guy sounds like he's never had marijuana before. Especially with those edibles. Oh my like, god, sometimes, even a seasoned stoner. Sometimes you have to like mentally brace yourself knowing that it's coming after yeah. you eat a gummy. Well, right? Yeah. And if you're not prepared, out of nowhere something hits you, it, it already makes you paranoid. Yeah, like I could see if you got lightheaded out of nowhere... 
It would, but it's, it is funny though. Like people who people can think they are dying on marijuana. Like you, I don't think there's ever been a recorded OD. Is I think it's impossible. But once you get into that headspace, oh yeah, it's tough to get your out. Your heart starts beating. Like yeah, you almost have a heart attack. Well, here's another one of the wedding guests who. Uh Thought she was going to die. I feel very violated. I know a lot of people do, and it's just not okay. We were all, like, distorted, and the very first assumption that people were chattering about is, like, are we high? Are we stoned? Did we get drugged? The ambulance and fire truck showed up. There was a young man being checked out by an EMT, getting his heart rate checked. remember at one point shooting a text to myself, I'm at a wedding. I think I've been drugged. I hope I'm okay not knowing if I was going to make it through the night. I want an explanation. I want an answer. I want to know why. It just wasn't an okay thing to do. Yeah, I guess knowing what drug you've been drugged with would be a big part of calming down. Yeah, or enjoying the process. <laughs> In that situation. <laughs> Remember when spiking the punch was a big thing? I don't even know if that happens anymore, but that... Like, a little bit of alcohol gets the party going. I'm not going to recommend it, but it's no, a different you still, vibe. No, you still course, probably illegal like to I'm spike saying, the punch. I, I would never do that, but I understand the motivation behind it, you know? But the marijuana thing is just the worst idea ever. Yeah, guests freaking out, people who have never done it, not knowing what the hell is going on. Poor Granny. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Granny was in the corner loving life. <laughs> Just this watching, takes me back. Watching the chaos. <laughs> watching the reefer madness. Um, the bride was arrested. Whoa. And the caterer was arrested. Holy. Because apparently they were the ones who decided to put marijuana <laughs> into chocolate-covered strawberries, pudding shot desserts, and the lasagna. <laughs> the lasagna. <laughs> Because sometimes you go up for thirds, you oh, know? this is good lasagna. <laughs> yeah. The more I eat, the hungrier I get. I got to say, the bride looking pretty good in her uh, in her mugshot here. Uh, she's got obviously had her makeup and hair done earlier yeah, in the day. Yeah, she's looking good. That's, mm. a, that's one way to get free wedding pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim. Podcast. Jim Kelly is on a soccer team uh-huh. called Great Wall FC. He was asked to play by a guy that uh, that was in his league for indoor soccer in the winter. He didn't realize at the time, but the entire team, except for him, Chinese Canadians. Yeah, yeah. Mandarin speakers, like during the uh, uh, pregame game plan huddle, all in Mandarin. Right, and they, I'm like I'm like around the huddle, just nodding along, trying to pick up yeah. on on what they're saying. Same thing with the team chat on text message, yeah, or WhatsApp group. No, it's all English now. I've, I, they switched over, yeah, which is very nice of them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we thought this was a great opportunity, not just for Jim to learn some of the Mandarin language. But us as well. So we yeah. are we are learning learning Mandarin with Jim here. Yeah, I'm glad that we're getting like some scholastic stuff going here because yesterday's game got a little violent. Taz soccer really? not known to be violent, but it was uh, a rough game. Yeah, uh, halfway through the game, one of our players from Great Wall FC punched a player from the other team. It was like there was an argument <laughs> with the ref. There was a slide tackle. Things got heated, and, and like the, one of the quietest guys on our team who I've known for oh, a little bit longer too. That guy. It was the quiet guy. I did not know he had it in him and all of a sudden boom right hook and i have to give props to the guy on the other team because he wore it like a champ and i thought here come the s is going to hit the fan here and it just kind of fizzled out our, our guy got a red card of course and got sent off but like you know 
I thought it was going to blow up, but it really it didn't go as crazy as I thought it was. It's funny. Anytime you play in a, in a soccer league that's like casual, it must be the same with hockey too, but over the age of like 25, 30, anytime like things start getting out of control, you hear like multiple guys going, we got to work in the morning. <laughs> Come on. We all got to work on Monday. Are we really clearing the benches? Yeah. I got to work. For our Sunday morning, 9 a.m., old man soccer league. I'm yeah. glad it just it didn't get out of control, but apologies to the other team. Well, how did it end up for, for Great Wall FC? First win of the season, actually. We no won 5-2. Yeah, so it was a big victory despite that moment. And, of course, uh, learned a little Mandarin while we were at it. Okay, here we are. Great Wall FC, our first win of the season. Oh, before we start, let's let's recap what I, what we've learned so far. Yeah, we here. learned hello. Yeah, ni hao is hello. Ni hao. Uh, Jio is let's go, and I have been saying Jio nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're regretting teaching me Jio so far, but that that's a good we say before every game. Let's go. Okay, here we are, Great Wall FC, our first win of the season. Jio. I'm here with James again. Uh, one of our players. Uh, Punched a guy in the face. What happened there, James? Well, this is a soccer player. It's just a kind of say in the moment. Caught in the moment, heated up some wood. Unfortunately, one of the guy like lose cool there, but it happens. It happens. We'll learn from this, and hopefully, it never happen in the future. Uh, yeah. And uh, a project for the other team. Sorry, causing the confusion there. But today. Like as Jim always tries to learn some Mandarin. Yeah, so yeah. today we got the word of the day. It's a newbie. Newbie? Yeah, it's, a, it's basically says a super awesome. <laughs> super awesome. Newbie! Yeah, you got it. So when would you say that? When would you say if like a car is newbie, like a nice car? Or? No, it's a, most of the time it's a performance. Like James is outstanding today. We have a forward outstanding. So we have two newbie play today. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love it. <laughs> Newbie! Newbie! Dude, we're going to be completely fluent by the end of the summer. This is awesome. Well, newbie to newbie. you and, and the team. Big performance for Great Wall FC on the weekend. The best of Taz and Jim.